0: Hello and welcome to another Barstool Music Safe Space podcast. Yes, this is the podcast where we get to know the brilliant unsigned and independent artists from across the UK just creating amazing music. Last week I caught up with the brilliant Scottish-based singer-songwriter Jack Hinks and we discussed everything from the colour of chords to his latest project which is all about the five stages of grief. It was an amazing chat with him. I've been a huge fan of his music. And if you haven't had a chance yet, do go and give it a listen um, after this one, because this week uh, we are heading a little bit closer to home. Uh, I say that as in where I'm from in Birmingham. And I will be catching up with Michaela Fadesco from Bristol. She's a great sort of soul singer-songwriter very much got an amazing voice and a brilliant personality to match as well. Um, I did interview her for the Barcelona Music Show uh, not too long ago when she dropped her great track Who Am I and we did kind of talk for quite a while on that interview so I decided when I started up this podcast again it's a no-brainer to get her back on and finally bring you the full conversation that we can finally have now because there's no sort of time restraints on it. So, yes, um, if you want a little taste of what Michaela sounds like, she sounds a little bit like this. So, yeah, that is her track, Who Am I? It's from her brilliant debut album, Blue Embrace which is out now. So without further ado let's get stuck into this week's podcast as I talk all things new album Music Society with the brilliant Michaela Fadesco. Hello Michaela Fadesco I'm so glad you could join me once again to talk.
1: Hi Luke thanks for having me.
0: No no it's no problem well last time we talked obviously it was about your um, latest single uh, on the radio show but yeah. it'd be great to kind of get to know you a little bit more because we did have quite a nice long chat then but we
1: did yeah I did have great. to cut it
0: down <laughs>
1: yeah sorry about that <laughs> no
0: no it's, it's just my fault I just keep asking questions so I thought I'll bring you onto the podcast series where Aww. I can just talk for hours and hours <laughs> yeah yeah why not why not yeah.
1: amazing
0: yeah so um how, how have you been anyway since we last spoke
1: I've been good I think I've yeah probably just been head down busy 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 yeah. trying to do all the things that's needed to get the album out in the first yeah. place and then the launch we did a, a show um, we did a launch show which was amazing was it so, yeah I've definitely felt since then like totally flat like really like because I've just been exhausted but yeah in a good way obviously um, yeah
0: like an accomplished exhaustion <laughs>
1: yeah and then just the idea that people think that that's it then oh you've done it then and you're like I have got so much to do my to-do list is so long you know yeah um
0: oh, so yeah no it's gross. been a
1: bit, a bit like that but I'm I'm you know I take these moments every so often to just go I've done an album that's yeah. an achievement <laughs> enjoy it you know
0: yeah it's like, I did that
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and how how's the response been to the album and stuff
1: um, it has been, like, just beautiful, I would say. Yeah. I've had some really lovely comments. The the gig itself, I was worried because of COVID, people wouldn't yeah. turn up and all the rest of it. And the logistics of organising something like that are, you know, concerning anyway, because you're just yeah. like, oh, is everything going to go to plan? And, yeah. you know, but on top of that, the idea that people wouldn't come, just nothing to do with the music or whether they like it or not, just because of COVID and their yeah. concerns around that. but. There was over seventy people, so it was, oh, you know, amazing. And yeah. I, I felt the love, as in, there were people in there that I didn't know. There were people in there that were friends of friends, or yeah. just heard about the gig. And um, loads of people just literally came up at the end and just kept saying, you know, different token things, but about particular songs, which was really interesting how oh, nice. they connected with, you know, different songs. Yeah. I've tried to find out which is people's favourite, but I've had (laughs) absolutely no luck with that because there's such a. I think it's quite an eclectic album anyway. Yeah. People are definitely connecting with lots of different songs, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to pinpoint which is the one if there was, you know, if there is any.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, if I had to choose, it'd be it would be a very difficult one because I think they're all so varied enough that it's you, you kind of. It feels like trying to pick your favourite child.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Like, you know, in the back of your head, you've got to be, you don't want to admit to it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: funny. That's funny. I don't want to get you in trouble or anything Yeah, no, like that. no, no, it's <laughs> fine. I, I,
0: I officially do not have a favourite child. <laughs> that
1: is a funny it's way just, of putting I have,
0: it. I more have one in the moment. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I think that's also true about the songs, though. I think people are connecting with them, because of things that are going on in their lives and how they interpret my yeah. stories, and that probably changes, you know, as well. It probably doesn't just stay with the one song, I imagine. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting hearing yeah. hearing what people got to say about me and my music. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's kind of like very exposing. So it's yeah, interesting it's both to see what... it's
0: both quite elating but nerve wracking totally. at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah and I think that's why after the launch I was like whoa like I've been building up to this in many ways like you know to prepare and to be ready and to you know be able to put myself out like that because it is a very vulnerable thing and I think people forget that they just go oh you just you know you just do it it's just what you do you can just do that I'm like oh really
0: (laughs) (laughs) you do not imagine the tears the sleepless nights (laughs) that
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and that, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff, all the things yeah. that, you know, the little things that make a huge difference, all of that, so.
0: Yeah, oh, no, it, it sounds great, and again, it's it's a beautiful album that we'll sort of talk more of a bit later on, but it'd be great to kind of get to know you even better, and just okay. sort of, do you want to just kind of just tell us where, what was your first sort of foray into music, like what got you hooked into music uh, as a calling kind of thing?
1: I think... When I get asked this question, it's always a funny one because it's so, so long ago. So, yeah. you know, I guess it's quite a cliche thing to say, but I have, you know, had a passion for singing and music in general for, you know, since I can remember since I was young, my grandma yeah. played the piano um, and guitar and she that was her profession. So um, although I didn't, she she was at, like in her 80s by the time I was old enough to really um old enough to to learn from her yeah. and, you know, piano and things so i never got chance because she had arthritis and various yeah. other health issues by then but her influence definitely you know i would say inspired me just knowing somebody in my family was doing that as a job yeah. um and then for, from a more kind of uh 90s being brought up you know late 80s 90s yeah. mo- most of my music taste Um, as a young person was obviously 90s pop um, and then soul stuff for my parents and 60s soul stuff as well yeah and so the Spice Girls had a huge influence (laughs) on me and I and I felt I used to feel shy saying that but actually (laughs) it's the truth like that sort of girl power it definitely gave me huge sort of drive to just believe that I could sing, um, and I could do, you know, it as a profession. And yeah, yeah. so I guess it's from two, both of those things. I, I, my parents loved music, but they didn't do it as a they didn't, ha- you know, they didn't know how to play an instrument per yeah. se. And um, they just enjoyed music, and it would be playing around the house. But yeah, I think certainly, um, just it, it connecting with me, me being able to use it as a way of getting my emotions out as a young person, I think, yeah was really important part of why I kept pursuing it I yeah. just felt like it I needed it I needed it in my life basically
0: yeah. Okay and was it sort of around that sort of time that you'd start to kind of try and pen your own songs or did that kind of come a bit later on and was it more just about doing it for fun at that point
1: Yeah I think that so like when I'm thinking back to sort of the Spice Girl era if you will yeah. <laughs> um that was primary school so that was you know if you ask any of my teachers or or people that knew me then they wouldn't be surprised I don't think that I'm doing this that now because it was a strong like um sort of uh will to just be like can i can i go in and, and perform in assembly can can we do a show is it possible if i just go around each class and do a little dance Aww. and a performance for charity like any reason yeah. to perform so i think at that stage it was just performing singing what you know covers of of whatever i enjoyed at that time yeah. but as soon as I went to college after I was at school, I, I had written some sort of lyrics and things like that, um, yeah. nothing serious when I was at high school, but definitely when I went to college in um, 2004, that would have been music college, I started to sort of explore songwriting um, yeah. with the help of tutors and the facilities as well, just having a recording studio and things like that. Um, yeah. So three songs on the album actually have come from that time. Oh, okay. Just um you know reworked with the band to sound yeah. like me now you know and have a, yeah. a, a slightly more mature yeah. uh approach <laughs> i guess yeah but truthfully those songs still stood up you know in terms of being a strong song so i i kept yeah. them i didn't think there was any point in trying to um you know I hadn't really released a lot of that so it was worth putting together as a collection basically
0: yeah and it must have been nice to be able to sort of look like look back on those songs and see that they still resonated with you as you wrote them kind of because sometimes I think as songwriters you can sometimes look back and think okay, I, I don't really believe that anymore. I don't really yeah. sort of think about that anymore or, and things like that. And um, sorry about the dog. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice to but, come um, I
0: know, but, um, but it must've been nice for you to be able to think, oh, I can still use this kind of thing. Like it's even at that age, you were quite deep into yeah. think, th- thoughtfulness and all that sort of stuff.
1: I think I've come to realize that for a very long time, even from a very young age, I've been very I'm, a, I'm quite an empath I'm. I like yeah. observing people in, a, in not in a stalky way just <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's just something that all the
0: neighbors I, listening oh god yeah, that's who she is I best just clarify that <laughs>
1: yeah. um just, no, just telescope <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know just just that I think um yeah that's been something that I haven't really appreciated till later in my life like i knew that i was a good listener or that i tended to just just kind of see different perspectives of different of people's circumstances and their stories and things so i think that kind of has come out in my songwriting even from a young age and actually the way that i ended up writing um i guess was broad enough that people could interpret it in their own ways but still Mm was truthful to whatever I wanted to say at that point. Um, yeah. And those, yeah, those those three songs in particular, so it's Nothing, Leave Her Sleeping and I Needed You To Want Me, those three are the ones that oh, okay. were from that period of time. Yeah. Um, They're all very different as well, they're quite, so it sort of shows us, I suppose, straight away, how varied my songwriting was even yeah. then. Because I think Leave Her Sleeping's definitely got more of a sort of jazz influence, whereas um, that certainly I needed you to want me is, is a very kind of pop I was listening to a lot of um, yeah pop America American influence pop at that point yeah so that's why I sort of just wanted to write a song in that style and that's how that one came about really
0: yeah. Oh no. When you mentioned those three three songs, because uh, I've been listening to the album a couple of times, nice, sort of in you. preparation as well, sort of doing a bit of kitchen cleaning while listening and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, when you mentioned those songs, they, they actually did stand out to me when I was listening, just because oh, of the the different, the way that they change, and obviously it's it's great to see that like your evolution in songwriting and all that, because you have got quite a lot of influences, and obviously that must come from as you said, like your, your grandmother who played. Um, piano and guitar, but then having music around all the the time around the house, it's obviously subconsciously got in there, because as someone like, because I, sort of in the 90s, it was all like, for me, it was like more the oasis and I'm going to get myself a guitar and play kind of thing. Yeah. So it's quite nice that even though, like you said, you grew up in the Spice Girls, you kind of pursued a more soul element, and I'm guessing that must have come from having that around from your parents and things.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing I noticed because I guess when you're putting like things like this together it starts to highlight a lot of your you know traits or yeah. things that you know make make you you. Um and I just noticed actually that a lot of what I listened to in the 90s was gospel and soul influence. So even though yeah. you're like 90s so like I guess bands like Boys to Men or um Eternal yeah. You know, things like that where it was still based in pop, but it had a strong thread of gospel soul. Yeah. And they obviously were influenced by, you know, like I was saying, that sort of sixties era of of yeah. Motown Soul, that sort of thing. So um yeah, I guess it's both of those, like the later stuff, sorry, the yeah. earlier stuff, like the sixties um soul and then also the the influences from that into the 90s um yeah so yeah i've always i've i love also like the acid jazz stuff as well so i think those types of things kind of cross over between my influences from taking from more sort of jazz based music yeah. and then um the soul the com- the combination of both of those
0: yeah well no it's it's, it's... It's nice and I love sort of the gentleness of all your songs as well because you've got quite a, a gentle yet powerful voice
1: uh, all at the same time
0: like have you did did you sort of like as you said did you always sort of like enjoy singing soul and that's kind of have you been in many sort of like soul band, jazz bands that kind of thing
1: um so I, I love disco I mean it's I don't yeah. think it necessarily shows uh entirely on the album but that's (laughs) the next one I think I'm gonna go down a more uh, gospel a more disco route I think yeah but um yeah I I think I just I don't know really I'm just trying to think why that would be I guess it comes from the empath type thing so when you were saying about the gentleness in my voice I think I don't know it just comes from a deep place I would say and So it's a combination of my influences, but my um, just allowing out my emotion in a kind of very authentic way. And I listen to people like um, Gregory Porter and just the authenticity of how he sings. I really, really love. And I think I try to to just be me as much as I can, which is, you know, it's a a difficult thing to do. But I think that the albums help me to do that. Yeah. it's helped me to be able to s- to speak my truth um yeah. so i think maybe you're picking up on on that i don't know but i yeah, think
0: it's, it's it, as you said it's very much an authentic experience to listen to you sing and all that because as you said it's quite this album feels quite um sort of exposing emotionally mentally yeah. all those sorts of things Yeah, so it's, it's clear that subconsciously it's all poured in to the songs and that that is why lots of people seem to be resonating
1: yeah. resonating
0: resonating <laughs> yeah <laughs> resonating with your songs and and i think to achieve that is is something that not a lot of artists can do easily
1: yeah well i don't know i mean yeah i i definitely just i think that the people i listen to have that about them and and i think going back to what i said earlier although i haven't got a religious background and and i would say i'm a very spiritual person but i i wouldn't say i was a religious person having said that you know like gospel music just really speaks to me i think that is also so authentic in its delivery yeah quite raw quite sort of powerful soulful um and meaningful and i and i you know, I I think I'm hugely influenced by um, music of Black culture in general, yeah. and I think also with what you know, du- during writing some of the stuff with the Black Lives Matter movement sort of yes. coming to the fore at that time, I I you know it, I really wanted to write Who Am I because I was like wow, like I'm yeah. so influenced by by this by culture Black culture and. I you know, I want to show my appreciation for that. Really. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, there's there's a huge element of that. I mean, I love uh, Aretha Franklin, I don't think that's a surprise. Um <laughs> Lionel Richie, I love yeah. his songwriting. So again, some my dad would play him all the time and really? I would listen to a lot of that <laughs> and I've seen him live and I love his performance style and again, yeah. you know, they they it's really great songwriting. Yeah. Um, to, in my opinion yeah so I think you know like all of that has come out in in my delivery and whilst you know I'm trying to be me so I, I don't want to try and sound like Aretha Franklin because yeah. I'm not let's face it it's just but
0: subconsciously it all yeah. feeds in and yeah elevates.
1: adopting yeah some of that yeah into your own style into your own way so that when you when I sing it's a version of that you know I'm not yes. trying to just copy it I'm trying to like take it and sort of package it up as as my my own in you know in my own way
0: yeah well it's it's great and i think what you've achieved with um blue embrace is it is beautiful to listen to um like you can clearly hear like speaking about all your influences and the various things that have influenced you past present and even future kind of thing it's all you can hear it all there and it's not like like you said it's not like you're sort of almost copying it or trying to emulate it you're like it's almost like an homage to it
1: kind Uh, of thing
0: and it's
1: it's... really lovely to to hear you say that and I yeah I mean I just I keep thinking to myself like I believe in it so I just you know I want to just put it out there and just let people just take from it what they feel they want to and what they connect with but I hoped that it would have and that sort of impact where people it makes people feel things. I think that's yeah, the biggest yeah. thing I wanted is to allow people just to feel because yeah. there's so much, I guess, at the moment um, that tries to disconnect us, tries to sort of make us go into our own shell a bit. And yeah, it's so important to, to feel your feelings. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, it is, and I guess the idea, I, I you know, J- skipping ahead here to a question you might ask, but yeah. the title of the track of the album, Blue Embraces, the idea of em- embracing the stuff that's uncomfortable, the stuff that makes us vulnerable and makes us want to retreat and not talk about it, but actually it- it's really helpful to embrace it, to yeah. you know, take it on and look at it and share it and to get comfort by sharing it with other people.
0: Yeah, well I I think you've definitely achieved that and it's it is a great album. And was this sort of like a sort of lockdown gave you the opportunity to create the album or was it always your plan to kind of try and put an album together?
1: I don't I don't know, but I don't think it would have happened if it wasn't for lockdown if I'm honest. Yeah. I feel like all of a sudden I had this time which kept me in my own home in my own space with you know the facility to record which i was very lucky to have yeah um and then just so many feelings i literally was like thinking about different tracks on the album because there's at least five tracks yeah i think that were written from from the just before the start of the first lockdown onwards yeah and so like, I guess with all of us, we have felt so many things during that time. And I think that's also when I look at the songs, like there's a lot of different emotions. I was like, okay, there's grief, there's love, you yeah. know, there's um desperation and, and the need to be seen, the injustice and questioning element. and And those were things that were going on directly related to the pandemic and to, the black lives matter movement and to lots of other injustices that were sort of being thrown up in terms of people's um ability to access help yeah. in this time you know all of that yeah so yeah i was like i think the the pandemic i i seized the opportunity to not just sit still and to feel all those feelings and and funnel them, them into in something kind of thing. yeah yeah and I think that's also why for me it's a hugely special album because I feel like I've taken a difficult time and gone right I'm going to just I'm going to try and make something beautiful to me out of this yeah and and share that and hope that that helps other people um yeah. so I yeah I think cuz I'm usually doing a lot of other work performance wise and writing wise for other people um, Yeah so most of my time was taken up with that and and there was also an element of me not believing i could do it yeah and when i was forced into this place of just stopping and standing still and then also feeling a lot of strong emotion of a varied nature i was like right i i don't even know if i sat there and went, i'm gonna write an album i just started writing and i had no content and i was like wow okay i only need like my my boyfriend's quite good at this like Well, you've already got five songs so you just need like you know another five and then you've got an album and i the more i kept doing that and just kind of focusing on smaller goals which i think is quite a common thing for any project yeah i started to move forward and i started to be like wow okay you know this is looking likely and that's when i just threw my uh, caution to the wind set up a crowd funder and was like okay well if there's ever a time it's now and i need to just put myself out there and that. I think the crowdfunding support really really helped me to allow this to happen yeah. i mean more than they will ever know and i think just even in the times where i was like i can't do this like i don't think it's good yeah. enough or whatever i was like well i've got all these crowdfunders and they need the album so i'm gonna have to do it and that really helped me to keep going I Yeah.
0: Think. oh no so, so would you say that the whole the, the process was quite cathartic and helped you kind of deal and as you said kind of funnel these emotions that like lots of people were feeling at the time into something that sort of helped you survive that time sort of mentally kind of thing
1: yeah I think for sure like yeah it's the creative element of recognizing a thing like a feeling and then not just suppressing it actually doing something with that and it takes takes i don't know it just it just takes a lot of you in both of those scenarios to kind of be resistant to the emotion or to embrace it and i think the better of the two tends to be to embrace it because more often than not that provides you with a way forward or or something to to actually
0: well it kind of closes closes the book almost on it like you can say i've i've sort of in some way dealt with this yeah feeling I've got a physical thing that I can go back to and listen again and think yes this is this is what I think of that thing so I can I don't have to worry about it as much anymore
1: yeah and I think also like yeah when you explore a feeling in a in a creative way or not in a creative way just you know in a kind of holistic looking at it wholly yeah um it tells you more than perhaps you believe if you just push it aside. Because if yeah. it's a, you know strong emotion and you push it aside, then potentially it's trying to tell. I think often our bodies are trying to tell us something, and then to like ignore that or push it away, then you know potentially you're not allowing yourself to understand it in a way that you can then work with it. Yeah. So I think you know for me certainly I felt a lot of things during the pandemic. And that changed daily, weekly, uh, monthly, you know, based on what was going on. But there was also just before, I mean, yeah, a a year and a half before that, there was a lot of grief um, between our family and also in uh, my close friend's family. Mm. And so songs like Thinking It Over was like a way of me saying those things like it was a way of me telling essentially my friend's story to help yes. her yeah um and that's weird because that started off as like i didn't think i'm gonna sit there and think right i need to write this song because obviously i feel these emotions i yeah. i actually wanted to write a disney song okay <laughs> <laughs> you know like the classic sort of i know yes you. like those types of songs <laughs> yeah. i love and that's more like the sort of i guess slightly jazzier influence I absolutely adore those sort of classic Disney songs yeah and the way that they sort of elongate phrasing and it's it's sort of beautiful melodies yeah um I started off in the car driving around being like I've been thinking it over and like taking those really long phrases and just singing that line in various different ways And I've got a voice note of that. And then I took that back and then was like, what, you know, I felt like it was me trying to say the things that my friend perhaps couldn't or didn't want to say. Because really sadly, her mum died very tragically and suddenly. Mm. So it was like, yeah, between that and also the loss of my boyfriend's mum, which also happened very suddenly, those two things sort of. Yeah, I took and then then I just ran with, and it was very much like um, a storytelling process through somebody else, like looking at somebody else's stories and and then finding a way to say that in a Disney-like way. Isn't that strange?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I look forward to to hearing you, seeing your name on the next Princess, uh, Disney Princess film. Thanks.
1: (laughs) You never know. (laughs) It's funny because I've also been told that that particular song by my, the, the person that I work with, Dale Hambridge on, on yeah. Heat, that it's got the, bo- the bond chord in it,
0: Oh. so also
1: it's become known as like my bond song because of that, so it's got like, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, I'll have to listen to that back and see if I can, uh yeah spot the bond, the bond it's theme. Like, I that...
1: sometimes say like, Adele's got a bond song and so have I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> so it's and other people have been like oh I can hear hugely like the Chet Baker influence in that song yeah and it's you know it's a lot of different things I love Doris Day as well so I think that's crept in there because she she's sort of famous for Hollywood musicals as much yes. as you know more jazzy style singing yeah um, and I think you know that definitely inspired me and I tried to sort of um deliver it in that Way, that sort of style of singing. Yeah. So it's it does feel more classic to me yeah. and less soulful, more like it's still soulful, but just in a different way, just in a sort of jazzier, um, in a jazzier way. can't think of how I'm Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean, like that
0: kind of <laughs> cinematically soulful type.
1: Thank you. Well, oh, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I sing it, like the room when I sang it for my album launch, just yeah. I could hear a pin drop really yeah and it was very powerful because it's gonna say,
0: it must be incredible when that happens when you start yeah did just... you ever get that feeling like ah everyone's listening
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i just tried to ride it because it's such a special yeah a lot of the time people aren't you know you know what it's like going yeah. to gigs people a lot of the time they're just catching up and they're just yeah. chattering away and they miss the nuances of stuff whereas people just listened and there's that drops away from like that just drops down to keys and double, uh, well, double bass. But yeah, actually we just used normal bass for the gig. But it just drops to that and my vocal um, and people have really got the space. There's huge space in that song to like, listen. And I know space makes people feel uncomfortable, (laughs) but it also actually, if they embrace it, it allows them to sort of just soak up what's Um, being said. So it definitely does that. I could hear it in like a beautiful church or like a big, like we have a lovely venue called um, St George's here in Bristol, yeah. And I could definitely hear it in a space like that, just resonating yeah. around the room. Oh, um,
0: definitely. It's like when when I hear artists like yourself, I always always picture the perfect venue, and it's always either like a chapel or like a, a symphony hall or like um, there's a beautiful uh, St Michael's Cave in Gibraltar that's literally like a it's a wow. stage built into the wall of a cave and it's all natural acoustics and all that and I just oh, think it sounds sound incredible, exquisite there and like you said with the silence we're talking about the dropping away and all that I find that as an audience member sometimes when a song does that if I've been really listening I don't move because I don't want like I'm thinking <laughs> if I move and I make any noise I'm going to break this spell and yeah. I do not want to do it oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah you're sort of frozen by the yeah music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so good I mean the- yeah I mean oh I tell you what my best the best gig i ever went to yeah was gregory porter um the albert hall yeah and i just could not stop crying (laughs) because it was so incredible (laughs) his voice in that space was just so rich yeah so um full and and just full of emotion and then um also he had an orchestra with him and and the strings oh it was just incredible yeah and i just felt that and i'd love to i mean if you have any contacts with Albert Hall, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'd we'll love to petition him right away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would love to be able to sing in those spaces because I think mm. some of the songs really lend themselves to that sort of thing. I'd love to yeah. hear like an orchestra or um, even just a string section. Yeah. Interpret, particularly thinking me, o- thinking it over.
0: Yeah. You could so, get so, the yeah. uh, Bristol Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. Your...
1: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yes please yeah
0: <laughs> you're you listening no <laughs> yeah totally
1: <laughs> send this direct <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah i'll just i'll tag a in it. it's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no it.
0: it's 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 it is an amazing album and i think it's because obviously with you um being in bristol you were obviously sort of around sort of in bristol at the time when they the whole toppling of the statue and all that sort of yes. stuff and when we sp- spoke last that sort of had a big influence yeah. And when you wrote songs such as like um Who Am I, that kind of thing. Um they really speak to that time for me. Like I can really hear that and that you you yourself through your own music are sort of embracing and pushing for that sort of equality yeah. and change.
1: Yeah, I you know, with that particular song Who Am I, like if people really listen to the lyrics, it is a case of like you being questioned about yeah. yourself and about other people and, and the world and stuff. And, and I think we do need to continue to, to do that to enable yeah. conversations and not just like hoping that you're doing the right thing or, or being seen to do the right thing. And then, you know, just yeah. ignoring that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so, yeah, like I keep trying myself to in my everyday life, be aware of my how my presence affects others and my you know looking at what i can do um and how you know what what i am doing and what influence that has and if i can do any more to encourage inclusivity and um this word that i actually recently learned which is like equity rather than just equality like the idea of some you know certain people's um, can't access what others can or haven't got opportunities that others can and it's about allowing us to all uh, kind of rise together based on on what you know what people have um, that enables them to take opportunities and a lot of the time it's like you know you can't just give um, the same uh opportunity or financial benefit or whatever to a person that already has a lot of, of yeah you know grounding to lift them up as opposed to somebody that that has come from a very different background and has yeah. not a lot you know it's got to be based on circumstance as about as opposed to oh we just give everyone a token and it's like well yeah. is that working because then it just means that <laughs> okay then the person you know at the bottom of the rung can step up but the person at the top's gone up further so how yeah. does that work you know yeah um so yeah like there's a i mean i find this whole pandemic time a real time of learning and i continue yeah. to try to do that myself to help um encourage others to do the same like i always believe that you know I don't want to suddenly appear to be preaching that I know it all because I definitely definitely don't yeah, and I don't
0: think anyone does <laughs> <laughs> no and no
1: and I did, would never like to it to come across that way yeah. I guess I want people to re- recognize that I'm trying to work myself on yeah. on myself and in doing that I just am um, being open and showing that so that other people can perhaps you know consider it for themselves consider their their part in in the world and and yeah how they can use it as a positive influence as opposed to yeah negative
0: yeah well well, don't be Kayla what your songs are truly sincere in their delivery and I I do think it's it's because I do know that sometimes when you sort of touch on ish like relevant social issues and things sometimes songs can come across sometimes as a bit like yeah. in your face or preachy yeah. or anything like that. And I remember I spoke to an artist from Birmingham called Urami and he wrote an EP um, mm-hmm. thoroughly influenced by the whole Black Lives Matter movement and all that sort of stuff. But it, again, it didn't come across as preachy. It just came across as this is just fact. This is my opinion. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to tell you that I'm right or I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. This is just it. And I think with your songs that sort of lean towards those sorts of thoughts and feelings, they really do come across as you just putting a thought in out there and not trying to dictate how people will read it or listen to it in any way. It's like people can read what they want to into your songs. And I think that that's a great sort of a a great achievement in your songwriting.
1: No, thanks very much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to keep trying to be me and um, allow that to come out in my creativity and hopefully people, you know, like it and want to listen to it. I think I certainly feel at the moment looking at the sort of current trends of music and things, what I'm, what I do, my style, yeah. whilst it is eclectic, is not very current. I recognise that. So I'm definitely finding that, you know, it's much more uh, sort of on trend to be more R&B vocally yeah. or um, so when I say that, I just mean more melismatic and yeah, um, yeah fast runs and riffs and things like yeah. that, decoration of the voice and then also, you know, this kind of big dance scene, um, drum and bass and things like that. Yeah. Um, that's not what I'm doing. But I kind of thought to myself, I just I just need to do what I do. And I've got a huge admiration for sort of classic voices yeah. and classic style with the soul element to them and the authenticity and that's what I went yeah. for and I I'm just, you know, still exploring the right platforms in terms of being able to to get it to the right people. Because I know there are people that will connect with it, or I believe that there are. It's just that, obviously, like I said, it's not the trendiest thing. And I think I've always been like that. I just try to just (laughs) be me. I just, I can't be. It's such a hassle to try and manipulate yourself to be trendy. Like, yeah, to fit
0: in with all the other exactly. But I always think that with especially with like soul, um, old, old R&B, like old school R&B and even yeah. things like um, Americana and even as far as like heavy metal, even though they're not sort of what you call mainstream or like on trend or anything like that, there's always a, a very devoted audience for those styles and genres. I do, because I, I just I really enjoyed listening to your music. I can't like sort of state that. I've said it like several times now, but I just really can't state <laughs> enough how um amazing it is to hear it's like it's it's an album that's just great to sort of sit back stick in and just just sit and listen to it
1: yeah and, uh... i like um the idea that it's only half an hour as well so i've yeah. been I, I i can i admit this i can't like i i sit down some mornings have a cup of tea and put it on and just like <laughs> allow myself to yeah like i said earlier like sit and go okay I've, this is me like i've actually yeah achieved this and oh definitely and yeah
0: there's, there's always room for anyone I, I always believe that um Ringo Starr sits back in his chair sometimes he goes I, I was in the Beatles
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm definitely not comparing myself to that no but, but like
0: you if, if he can do it you can do it definitely
1: yeah yeah definitely I think it's it's like you feel a bit sort of embarrassed sometimes saying these things I think I've said it on my social media and I was just like no i'm actually gonna just like allow myself to enjoy this achievement because i think otherwise we're all very like you know just shy or or the other way like pushing it forcing Mm. it on people because you feel like entitled but actually you are entitled to enjoy your achievement so i tried to do that because i you know goodness knows it's been a long time coming for me i think i said that in the sleeve notes like you know from me as a young person dreaming of that type of thing of releasing a body of work that represents me and that i've written myself and and you know i've put together with musicians help um It's just, it's, you know, that and then like I was saying earlier, like the kind of timeline of writing some of these songs when I was 16 to 18, like, and then...
0: It almost feels like it's, it is like a genuine milestone for you. It's like that, it is that culmination of, with you including three songs from back in college days and all that sort of stuff, It, it does feel like it's sort of like the line is drawn under this part of your journey and you can now get on with the next part kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I definitely want to get out and and gig the album yeah. more. The the launch was incredible and hugely successful and just yeah. a just a such a beautiful night of of love in the room which I definitely felt and I took away and I still I've got some video footage which eventually I'm hoping to to put out but um yeah. I just watched little snippets of the raw footage back yeah. and just see how many people were like illuminated and just looked so yeah. so joyous. And so I need that, I need to get out and gig it. Um, I think I spoke to you about maybe coming to Birmingham to oh, do definitely. some yeah, sort yeah. of show. Yeah. And, yeah. and just exploring, you know, the places where I think it would work. Because um, I think people need, like it speaks to, hope, hopefully speaks to people, the record itself, but I think seeing it live with the band and, and feeling the vibrations in the room and the emotion yeah. more yeah. from a raw Sense, I think, is really important for this album. I think yeah. I need to be able to do that. So I'm looking at booking some dates next year for sure. Um, and in the meantime, just keeping, you know, plugging it and and speaking to people about it so that yeah. they can take a listen and see what they think.
0: Yeah, well, Michaela, it's an amazing album. I wish you all the best going Thank forward you. with it, and all the best on your next project.
1: Yeah, I'm. Oh, I forgot to say, I'm. I mean, I might it might be of interest to listeners, but. Um, At the moment, I'm having people do remixes of some of the tracks. Okay. so um, yeah, that's I've got a track coming out on the 10th of December, which is a collaboration with um, a friend of mine who's a really amazing horn player. Um, Okay. so he's done a remix for me, Gary Aylesbrook. And then, um, yeah, other people are currently in the process of picking their favourites and and doing remixes. So if anyone is listening and wants to, um, you know, get in touch with yeah. me and that, and potentially look at remixing a track that would be amazing so yeah just putting yeah, that out there
0: definitely and, and I, I do hope you get lots of response
1: thank you L- I'd,
0: I'd love to hear some of the songs remixed and see what people yeah. kind of do with it
1: it's a way of seeing people's influences yeah. like what they're taking from it you know when they listen to the song like they how they then interpret it i think it's going to yeah. be an interesting process i'm looking yeah. forward to <laughs> putting those out
0: yeah you might get some back it's like OK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people that I've heard stuff from already has been like really like just wonderful because it's given yeah. it such a different perspective to some of the songs or just a different um, vibe in terms of the genres that they're influenced by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I won't say too much, but listen yeah. out, check out yeah, my page definitely. and uh, Spotify and whatnot, and yeah, uh, those yeah. will be coming out soon.
0: Brilliant, well that leads us nicely into, if people do wanna get in touch and sort of keep an eye sort of on your upcoming releases and that, um, do you wanna kind of give everyone your social media handles, so to Yeah, speak?
1: so at Michaela Music UK yeah. is where you'll find me on Instagram, um, Facebook, and then when you're searching on things like Spotify, Apple Music, all the, the main streaming platforms, yep. um, I'm Michaela Fadesco, so you spell Fadesco, yep. F-E-D-E-C-Z-K-O. Yep. Um, but to be honest, if you just go on Google and type in Michaela Music UK, yep. various things should come up. And obviously the links um, to all of those things are in my bio on Instagram anyway.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me again. It's been a pleasure thank catching you. up
1: with you. Yeah, no, I've loved it. Thanks so much, Luke.
0: No problem. Brilliant. Well, that's the formal uh, part over with. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, good work. <laughs> So there you have it. That was me talking with the brilliant Michaela Fidesco. It is a phenomenal album. So if you haven't already, do go check it out on Spotify. It's called Blue Embrace. You will not regret it. It's a good 30 minutes of, as I said in that interview, authentic music. It was a pleasure catching up with Michaela once again. Um, just brilliant to get inside her mind and just see how of what, pulls, what she pours into her music and hearing all of that makes me appreciate every song on that album even more so again thank you Michaela thank you so much for giving up your time to chat with me again right if you would like to go and give her a follow simply as she said just type in Michaela Music UK into Google and everything you need to know will be there plus I'll leave a link in the description to this podcast um, which will be probably her link tree or whatever it is and it will just have everything you need to know there so Please do subscribe if you've enjoyed this podcast. Do go back and listen to Jack Hinks if you um, kind of want to hear more interviews with more brilliant artists. and. Please do come back next week as I'll be speaking to the brilliant Birmingham-based singer-songwriter that is Charlotte Champion, and we'll be discussing everything about her, her early life in music and sort of watch what might be coming up next for her in the pipeline. So, once again, I've been Luke Knowles. This has been the Barstool Music Safe Space Podcast. So until next week, keep safe and hope you enjoy your weekend and whatever you have planned. See you soon.